I am Braxton McCoy, and I am here with Bowtied Ox. He's a ranger and a fitness nerd who's become like super popular on Twitter. And he's, man, he's posting good stuff all the time, like not gay shit. Um, he's posting good stuff all the time, and I follow him because, you know, I'm getting older. Uh, I'm actually becoming like an old man, which is weird. Gaylord makes fun of me all the time uh rightfully i guess like i'm i'm to that i'm to that stage where i'm like monitoring t levels with a doctor and you know like uh trt is becoming a real you know maybe a thing i need to move into and all of this and so i've all i follow these a uh, couple of these like young guys that are you know kind of a uh, killers and they're getting stuff done and uh, this guy became one of my favorites because he's just posting like real shit all the time and just getting it done. Um, he's a doer. I hate, there's a thing on, on, uh, online where people are just like talking, you know, and it's just nonstop talk about this and that, but some dudes out there are just out, like doing it. And those are the dudes that I respect and like, and you know, whatever it's worth. So I've been a fan for this guy. I've uh, been a fan of this guy for quite a while and was luckily lucky enough to have him on. And he's, he's pretty young. Like, what are you 25, 26? Okay. Yeah. He's out there crushing it, you know, and he's a, you know, he's a former, uh, or maybe even actually, I don't even know. You're a former tan hat guy, right? Yeah, Italian I'm at, but uh, there's some guys that don't like me. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Mostly, yeah. So, so you're a ranger, though. Yeah. Not like a. I went to ranger school, like officers do. You're you were a ranger. Scrolled, scrolled, and tambourine. Yeah, my man. And so, what is it that you? Um, I mean, I know, but for like the listeners, like, what is it that you uh, do online? Just, uh, I don't know how this started. I'm going to be honest. Like one day I was just like, yeah, like I love the gym. Like I'm a nerd. No one should know as much as I know about fitness. Like I'm well past the point of diminishing returns. <laughs> like, mm. But it's just something I started, like just made this account, started posting stuff. And the people were like, Hey, you know a lot. And I was like, uh, I guess I do. I didn't think I did, but whatever. So it kind of just took on like a life of its own where it's just like, it's also, it's complicated. The body's complicated, right? Like every intricate system, no. but like, it's also so simple. And uh, really it's just the industry. It's probably the most capitalistic, not the most, but one of the most capitalistic industries. It's like, Hey, take this, burn all your fat. Like, oh, and just like everyone's at an angle trying to sell you something and they're making it more challenging. Like I said, it's simple, right? But they're making it more challenging than it has to do to make a buck off of, you know, 30 days to a six pack. And it's like, come on, like you're not actually helping anyone. You're not changing behaviors. You're not establishing habits that are actually going to let you do this for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Like you're just trying to make a buck off someone. So that's kind of where I came in. And I was like, okay, here's like the, here's the basic principles. Like my goal for everyone that like goes to my page is like, you don't need to be a bodybuilder, you don't, but I want you to master the basic principles of health and fitness. That way you're doing all you need to do that 
you're going to live as long as you're going to live. Like, I mean, we all die, but hopefully we can maximize that quality of life as long as possible. So that's kind of just the whole gist of what I do. Yeah, man. And, uh, your, I mean, you take an approach that is not gay, uh, which, you know, is really saying something in that industry because so much of it is honestly just like gay, stupid, ridiculous, like you kind of, um, I do, I perceive this as a compliment, but I don't know if you will, but you're kind of like, uh, a sort of, a. Uh, ten ten. I, I hope this. You don't take this as a it, an insult, but you're kind of like a ten ten version of uh Derek. More plates, more dates with you know an M sixteen, right, or an M four, I guess, in our generation. Well, I, not our generation. God, I'm the old guy now. So um, I don't even know what you guys. You guys are shooting some space gap, but Mark eighteen. Um, okay, so yeah, with a Mark eighteen, yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, I just have a lot of respect for that. Like the, the treatment of it being like real. Cause I remember dude, uh, I had a, a platoon sergeant who was gosh, back then, like thinking, thinking back, it's so weird. Right. Uh, he was probably 32 somewhere right around that ballpark, you know? Um, and I was, you know, 19 and telling him, oh, I'll, I'll have a six pack at least until I'm 50, you know, just talking shit, you know, just like, you know how it is. Um, <laughs> and he was saying, you wait till you hit like 37, then stuff's going to get hard for you, you know? And I was like, bullshit. I'll, I'll be, I will still be very strong at 37 and like everything in my life will be fine at 37. And here I am now at 37 looking at, a my body being like, well, that's not a six pack, you know, uh, <laughs> you're talking about, right? Like you get the guys that are like, Oh, it doesn't matter. Like keep on doing this and you can still like, no, like the, like things happen. We age yeah. like that's And that's like, and that's a big thing. I'm like, how do we combat that? What, what, what do we do? How do we, cause if you're not changing it up and evolving, like you're just like, what works for me at 26 probably isn't going to work for you. Like you're going to have to have some type of change. So yeah, that's like, that's also the game. I call it like platitude fitness where it's just like, Hey, drink some more water. It's like, is that all you've got? <laughs> like that's your level of expertise in this. Like you'll walk yeah. 10,000 steps. I suggest all that stuff, but like a thousand things on top of that, but like a thousand mm -hmm. things that you can just apply that it's not like you like your life is fitness and it's a pain in the ass where it's like, okay, cool. Like, these becomes brushing your teeth type dude. But yeah, a lot of it's so good. No, the more plates, more dates compliment though. That was, he was big. He was a big influence on mine. Um, like last probably five years. Um, yeah. I learned a lot from, him. I don't, I don't like the whole like natty or not like all those things. When yeah. we start getting the drama, cause I'm like, come on, man, like let's keep this about what it's about. But yeah, he was definitely one of my, I like to think of myself as like new age with like, the old school mentality approach. Like I don't want fluff. I don't want bullshit. Like what works? Like let's, let's cut straight to that chase. Yeah, sure, man. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'm actually with you on a lot of that. I, uh, you know, been tangentially involved in the MMA world for quite a while now. And, uh, you know, you just see a lot of this and my, 
sort of my uh, baseline opinion is that Nate Diaz was right. Everyone's on steroids. So like, get over it. All your favorite athletes. Um, and like, you know, like, I don't care what you saw us doing. All your favorite athletes are on steroids. Like get over it, dude. They are. So my bad. You can go on, but have you no, 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 of- no, no, please go ahead. MLB and the NFL's like testing protocols. I, I think it's the major league baseball has the most ridiculous that like you have months, like six months in the off season, no drug testing. So no. like you can, like everyone's like, Oh, you take steroids and then you stop and you lose it all. No, <laughs> right. no like, you build right. muscle, you'll lose some sure. But that you still have that muscle tissue. So they basically have six months and some of these things have less than a month detection time. So you're talking, the guys can run something for five months and that's a long time. That's 20 weeks. Most steroid cycles, you're talking 12, 16 would be a long one. So they have 20 weeks. And it's like, okay, cool. I'm not going to get tested. Then you get like Mike Trout. He has a thyroid issue. So you know what he gets for his thyroid issue? Human growth hormone. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like, it's like, like it's all within. So guys, like when they're on recovery, I could be, I've heard, I could be mixing this up with HGH. But I think it's TRT. If you're injured during your recovery, you can get on TRT. So that's why, like, when you look at it in that light, you start seeing some injuries at certain times. Like, hey, you're you're 12 games below 500. You're not going to the playoffs, and suddenly star athletes hurt. It's like, huh, is he hurt or is he preparing for next season uh, in the lab? Yeah, and then, it, like, you got to think, too, um, it, it it actually makes sense. I, I mean, it's like, dude, if I, uh, like, let's just be like super personal. Like when I got wounded, it would have been way better for, it would have been way better for my future health if they would have been like, okay, we're going to start hitting you with, you know, GH and, you know, test on this protocol or whatever to try to get your body. Cause your body will heal better. Yeah. Um, with these hormones, you know, sort of circulating, uh, that would have been like better. So, you know, if you're a guy who's playing like major league baseball, where you have like, what is it? 186 games a year or some crazy thing like that. Um, the idea of, you know, skipping 50 of those to hit GH, I don't know. It makes perfect sense to me. So long as it's like, you know, three years to your career, even like, right. It's huge. Talking about a dude who's making millions of dollars a year, uh, not just millions, like tens of millions of dollars a year. Yeah, I'd be. Listen, I listen. If somebody would give me GH tomorrow and say this is the right path forward, I'm I'm on it, like 100. percent You know, as an aging guy and a non-athlete, and all I do is like physical manual labor at home, it still would be worth it. You know, so imagine having like millions, you know, sort of millions on the line. Yeah, I'd I'd be all over it. So it's kind of a silly debate, you know, like this idea that somehow that's tainting the because it really comes down to the ideas that that's tainting like the record book, right? That somehow you're cheating other people out of like whatever records they had, right? Isn't that? Where, where it's the weirdest to me is you get a dude that is not an athlete. He's not competing. He's not doing anything. And he does, he does because your growth hormone levels, like 
Test levels, you, it's not as big of a drop as people think. Like you can maintain, it just does get harder as you get older, but you can maintain. Your growth hormone, it is going to drop. Like it's after, I believe it's uh, mid thirties, like you're seeing decade on decade, large drops. So it's one of those things. And then they'll be called a cheater. They're like, you're cheating. It's like, what am I cheating other than like just having a better life? Like, and that's why it's like important to me. I don't, I don't like to tell anyone, Hey, this is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. There's risk. There's everything you need to assess before, before blindly jumping in. But Hey, if I've got a pretty good risk profile on this and I'm like, okay, cool. Like this will help and it makes sense and it's appropriate. I'm using it for the right reasons. Like people call that cheating. And it's like cheating at what? I'm not doing anything. Like you, like I'm just working on the farm, hanging out with my kids. I want to have more energy to hang out with my kids. That's cheating. Like the only thing you're cheating is if you do have these issues and you just let your body wither away, you're cheating your family by giving them, you know, like, oh, I'm just lethargic. I don't feel good. I could easily do something that could make me feel better, but like, I don't want to be a cheater. I've just never, like you said, that argument. I'm just like, what? What are you? Yes. Yeah, dude, it's dumb as fuck, right? Like, it's 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 extremely stupid. Um, especially because I don't know if this is true, but I use an app. I'll I'll actually tell you what app that is when I grab my phone here. But I use an app to track like caloric intake and output and all that stuff. And I was trying to put on a few more pounds and get back because I usually like what happens to me every year or has happened to me every year is I lose like 15 to 20 pounds in the summer and fall um, just because just so much cardio. I just, I just lose weight. Uh, And there's nothing I like, I just can't keep up. Right. So I started to try to track caloric requirements. I downloaded this app. Uh, oh, my fitness pal. So I downloaded that app and it's, I don't know if it's the best app. I don't think it's the best app. There's probably a better app out there, but it's pretty highly tunable. I think it's like 10 bucks a month or something. Um, and anyway, I, I put in everything I'm eating and then like tag data into it right like apple watch data or you know just workouts and then i have a chest strap and anyway so once i put data in i was trying to get back up to like where i'm comfortable which is like 195 to 200 is where i'm most comfortable i feel my best at that i've never been over 200 um i don't know maybe i've been over 200 and never weighed it but i but you know what I mean? Like, that's where I feel like my most athletic and strongest is right around that. And for me, when, when I plugged in to try to get back to like, you know, 198, 200 type, you know, range, it was the caloric intake originally, like when I told the app, okay, this is where I want to get, um, caloric intake was like, 6,000 roughly, maybe it was 5,700. It was right around that. It was pretty, it was very high. Um, and then when I tagged, you know, a day or two, cause I don't wear an Apple watch every day, but just like trying to give myself like a base range. Right. Then when I plugged the Apple watch data in, it was like 9,000 calories a day. 
that I'll have to intake. Oh, and I was like, dude, I can't, that's, I can't do that. I literally cannot do that. I don't, I like, it's not like, yeah, I don't know. I can't, what's that? I hate, well, my fitness, but I, you're, there's for the same price. I, I have one. It's called carbon diet coach. Okay. I'm all right. And the reason down. I like that is so when you input your data for like, okay, cool. This is what I should eat. And then it's like, oh, you also burn this many calories. It'll, I, it overestimates a lot. It'll overestimate like 10,000 calories. Like granted you though, in the summer, I can see where you need 10,000 calories, bailing hay, doing all that. Like you're doing hard work. I sit at computer. Um, but uh, it's called your TDEE, your total daily energy expenditure. And it's a formula. So it takes age, gender, all that stuff. If gender exists anymore, I'm not sure it doesn't. Gender's, um, gender's not even real. Sex was always the real. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> and then it fell, and then you took that, you take like your daily activity levels, and you just be like high, really high. And then like your your work at how often you're working out and all that, and it'll punch out a number. And that usually is a lot more accurate than using a device to estimate how many calories you burn that day. Because mm. it can be so it can just jump up and down where instead you get this average. And then from there it's really easy to manipulate. Like, oh, I didn't gain weight. Okay, add a couple hundred. Oh. I'm getting fat. Okay, maybe I'm going to subtract a little bit. But yeah, I, the external inputs, like from uh, you get Whoop, um, Garmin. I used to wear Garmin uh, and the Apple Watch. And yeah, sometimes it'll be like you need 10,000 calories. You're like, I will become morbidly obese in a month. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, and also like, I mean, how do you take in 10,000 cal calories a day if you're not doing like, you know, Cheetos and Mountain Dew? Or something. Impossible. Are you, there's no way you could do it clean. There's, there's no fucking no way. way, dude. That's that's ten ribeyes. <laughs> dude, I got I got in an argument. I I shouldn't say argument, but like got in a back and forth with a friend in a a group chat. That's like the MMA group chat, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you can do nine thousand day. This is how I do it." And I was like, "I don't believe you, dude. I don't believe you," because. I track all of this shit. And if you're eating like eggs, meat, and cheese, I do not believe you can get to, and maybe like some sourdough here and there, like rare sourdough here and there. I just don't, I, I don't know, dude, I have no idea how you're getting to 9,000 calories a day because it is, it's crazy. Like that's a enormous amount of food. Like, do a quick middle math. That's that's like a hundred eggs. Yeah, eggs are about sixty calories a piece. So a hundred eggs is six thousand calories. Yeah, so like it's fucking nuts, yeah. dude. Like you're you're what you're almost you're what 150, <sighs> 170 eggs a day. Like I'm not eating. So like and then even like what I think it's like a pound of beef is like uh, a thousand calories. So you need nine pounds. I couldn't eat nine pounds of beef. I would die. Like, well, I, and then. And then these nerds will say like, well, okay, but you eat a lot of wild game, which is true, right? But if you do the numbers on, I mean, I still eat a lot of beef that we raise here, but like, if you do like the numbers on like, let's say an elk, right? They're, so lean. You're, they're super lean. So you're taking in sure a little bit more vitamins per, you know, pound, but your cal caloric intake is 
like next to zero compared to like a fatty beef. They're it just as lean as chicken, like chicken breast, like a elk. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Neck strap is about is like fat wise has about as much fat as like a chicken breast, which is like nut. Well, and here's the other thing that's a that people don't like think about or. I don't know. Don't doesn't seem to be taken into account to this is who carved the backstrap because everyone who carves a backstrap on an elk cuts almost all the fat off because it's super gaming tasting. So you made that even leaner than it was to begin with, which is what I do every time. I mean, I got, I got elk hanging in my garage right now. Um, and I'm cutting almost all the fat off of that stuff every time I cut, you know, any primal cut. So you're reducing that caloric intake on all of that. So, you know, you're leaning it out every time. So it's already a lean meat and you're leaning it out on top of that, you know. My old, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Phelps, Michael Phelps used to eat, I think, 10 to 12,000 calories a day. He was eating large pizzas all day. Like I'm trying to think Mm. like I've had some crazy cheat days and I think like 8,000 is as much as I can get. And it's not like satiating, you know, fill you up food. We're talking donuts. Cheesecake. (laughs) Cheesecake is like the most calorically dense food on earth. A slice of cheesecake. I love cheesecake. But like around seven, 8,000 calories on like just some junk food. I still like hitting 10,000. I would throw up. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I just don't know. Like, peak bodybuilding, and I'm talking cardio all the time in the gym. I'm doing, I'm talking maybe hour cardio a day on top of jujitsu, usually two, three times a week, not as much as I used to. And then just going to the gym, like, the most I would ever need to eat. To really put on size, and this is at like 225, 230, it's like maybe 5,000 calories, half that, 5,000 calories a day. So not even close to 10,000. I can, And that's hard. You can't do that clean. Like you can't for a day or two until your body's like, dude, stop. We don't have. Because you're already. Well, GS, could, you, you're a five fan too, right? Um, what? You're a five fan too, right? Like an MMA five fan? Oh, yeah. Been, oh, yeah, yeah. GSP had this problem, right? Um, trying to get up to 85 to fight Bisping and people made fun of him and thought he was a dork and all this. When he said like he was dealing with ulcerative colitis and that like kind of the, I mean, there were, there were people in MMA media that were receptive, but some people were like making fun of him saying he's being a, a dork and a wash and, you know, come up with bullshit excuses and all this, you know, but then turned out like he went out and beat Michael Bisping, uh, very handily, uh, as a dude who was like weighed in at like, what he weigh in at? Like it won 84, 83. So we cut like, yeah, he was below. like he was, he was a pound or two. Yeah. He was a pound or two below. He might've even been, I think it might have even been like 182. So he's like three pounds under, which yeah, is like yeah. dropping water just to make weight. Yeah. And so we cut nothing. Yeah. And that's yeah. Like- and 
and he was having all these gastrointestinal problems because it turns out like his frame is the frame that he has, you know, mm -hmm. like that's the size that he is. And so like building up was just not like, just not, it, 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 it's just, he is the guy he is. And also in my opinion, easily in the argument for go of the sport, don't know that I would think he was go of the sport, but he's, you know, he's easily in the argument. Easily. Oh, yeah. All of his easily. career. And how long he did it, too. Yeah, yeah. He's, he was always a freak because I always get like, oh, the way you lift weights, like bodybuilding style, which is like a, it's a really weird term to use for how, it, like, it, every, it's just a style of lifting that is focused on more or less general fitness, but adding muscle mass. But you always hear, oh, it's not functional. Then you look at his training. And yes, he was doing extra. He's a fighter. Like the average person is not a pro fighter that's in the gym. But his yeah. workouts are very similar. Like he was known for doing these like bodybuilding, quote unquote, style. Sure, sure. But he's always been my favorite argument. People are like, oh, you've got to be doing this and this and this. It's like, look at GSP. Look what he's doing. And like he looks one of the best. And then he fights, like you said, arguably the best. So mm -hmm. I've always loved, he's always been one of my favorites. And, What's always amazed me is how hard and how much force and like density they have, but their frames, they're always light. Like these guys would be six, six, two, six, three, six, four, like 185. And like, but they're solid, right? So they have these light frames, which like the probably lighter bone density and all that, but yet they're like the force they're hitting you with. You know what I mean? Like it makes no sense. Like you'd think, who do you want to, who would you not want to fight against? The naturally big, burly dude that's just heavy and all that. But that's never the guy. I think it's because that lightness gives them the speed. And then also their endurance. Like, the guy with lighter frame than me, same size, he's got, his endurance is going to be twice mine. But it's always been fascinating to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting... I'll have to think about that. Um, I'll have to think about that because... I've always been the guy that weighed more than people thought, but I, yeah, I have to think about that. Um, Cause where it gets weird. It's like, uh, Izzy and the Diaz brothers, but those that you can't talk about the D they're just freaks. They're just tougher than you. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Tough, like whoever, whoever heard you right there, that applies to you. <laughs> like they're just tougher. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, yeah, I don't know, bro. That's an interesting, uh, it's, yeah, it's like that's an gym. interesting question. Um, you know, the dudes in the gym that weigh like a buck 50, but they can pull 500 pounds off the yeah, floor. yeah, yeah, for You're sure. Like those guys, right? It makes no yeah, sense. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. like, you would think, like, the when it comes to builds, like the Lesners or the uh, why can't I think of his name, Francis, yeah, that, and they arguably are they're great fighters, don't get me wrong. Sure. But like you're like, but McGregor, he's five nine, isn't he? Yeah, he's right around that five nine. Yeah. But if you look at his frame, if you put me and his frame next to each other, I'm bigger than it just because I'm a bodybuilder. He's a fighter, but like we're he, he's an inch shorter than I am. But like, no shit, seventy five pounds lighter. Yeah, but like, mm -hmm. he's like he, he's not like in the MMA. He's not a small guy. Like. McGregor, like a lot of people that like that aren't into weightlifting at all, look at McGregor and that's like peak jackness. So you're like, oh, he's yeah, big, he's a jack guy, but he weighed what? He's 
he fought all the way down to what was it 155 why do uh, i feel like he fought at 145 for a I was long gonna, time okay, cool. i was gonna say 145 even yeah that's yeah that's so to me it's it's always that's always been fascinating is these guys that are just built but they're lighter than what they look like they should be but they'll be lighter than what they look like they should be mm-hmm. so McGregor does walk around i'm pretty sure close to 200 um when he's not in training camp oh i mean definitely de- certainly now for sure um Bef- uh, you know, before, I don't know, like when he was Plumber McGregor, I don't know, but he, yeah, I don't know, but, but yeah, for sure. The, the question of like carrying power, um, that's a real one. Joe Rogan always talks about, this is a thing. I'm glad he brought this up because Joe Rogan, who, you know, uh, knows more about any of this than I do, but I, I just want to like add this. Um, he will always talk about like hand size. Um, the like X and Y person has the biggest hands he's ever seen. And, you know, sort of thus transfers more, more power than, you know, uh, would be sort of seemingly possible. But like, that's just like basics basic physics makes no sense um because that would be more pressure per square inch or excuse me less pressure per square inch so it makes absolutely no sense but he says that every time and i'm 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 a fan i'm not talking shit it's just like that's a sort of a really weird um uh like a, a really weird myth in MMA that like the bigger your hands are uh the more power you generate you know per square inch which again makes absolutely no sense if you take somebody like McGregor um I really did you I think you did um it doesn't this doesn't matter at all but it does matter in the sense that there's a thing that uh, bodybuilders don't accept, but then all physical, like martial arts, do accept. So this is why it matters. So, like, did you, you used to wrestle, right? Yeah, yeah, I thought so. You've been, you know, your whether it's high school or freestyle or whatever. You're, you know, you're you're at a, a non dual tournament, you know. And okay, so you're bracketed and now you got to go wrestle this guy and he looks a certain way and that certain way might be like, I don't know, looks like damp or something, right? Um, But he's still your weight and maybe he's two inches taller than you or something, but then you, or, or even shorter, doesn't actually matter in this context, but then you grab a hold of him and like a single collar tie or whatever, whatever it may be, you grab a hold of him in that first moment and you go, Whoa, this guy is way stronger than he looked like he should be like, like this dude is strong as a mofo. And I did not expect that. Right. Like they're the worst. I, I, there's like, there's a look. There's a look, and I like mm. I picked it up, especially now in jujitsu. Well, in Ranger Regiment, like 
there's just a look these guys have and they're like they're all, they're smaller looking guys but they're dense they're just this dense but then sometimes you go up against this guy that just looks like Poindexter and like and I'm like wrestling dudes most of the time well below my weight class he's just throwing you around and you're like I'm a strong guy but pound for pound I don't understand you yeah it's like you grapple and you're just like oh I'm fucked like I'm yeah. fucked like I, cause I rely on strength a lot. Like when I, like, that's just my thing. I'm strong. So, and then you're like, this isn't going to work. And then that dude also, maybe it's because of how he looks or maybe, I don't know. He's also way technically better than you are. Sure. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a whole nother thing, but yeah. So he's stronger than you. And then probably cause he's got a chip on his shoulder. Cause everyone thinks, oh, he's this little guy. He's also just better at technicals than you. And I always knew, like, I remember there was a city meet and it was a guy just like we're talking about. And I lasted 30 seconds. He just. Oh, shit. It was over from the start. Like, he, I remember he just, like, he grabbed my wrist. And I felt the way he grabbed my wrist. And I was like, I'm done. Like, I am done. Yeah, yeah. breaking my wrist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hand strength. There's a. Um... Yeah, there's just something to I, I got in an argument with people on Twitter, um, uh, probably before we ever talked. I had a very small account at the time, but I got in an argument with some like fitness people on Twitter because I had pointed out this very observable fact. <laughs> like everyone who's ever done a contact sport has had this this experience. Like it's happened. Um I remember boxing, like just, you know, um, even training boxing guy, uh, that weighed the same as me, but was actually like six, three and I'm not six, three. So it was, uh, you know, we were boxing. I expected to have like a really hard time with reach, but turned out that he actually hit very hard too. And that was like a shocking moment, right? Like, Turns out he actually hits very hard too, you know, <laughs> like he's not just tall. He just hit me really hard. Like, you know, like that was a shocking, you know, revelation or whatever. Same thing happens in wrestling. Like you lock up with somebody and you think you've got something going because you're the guy that's, you know, shorter and more massive. Uh, but turns out like the other guy's way stronger than you thought. And none of it makes any sense, right? Like it just turns out that this guy is strong in a way that doesn't, you know, like doesn't make sense. So I brought this up on Twitter and what they were saying was like, oh my God, this is the old tired debate of, you know, leverage versus actual strength and blah, 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 and on and on. And it, it's not that right. though. You have it, to experience it because it's not exactly, that. exactly. It's, not, it, it's my favorite thing because so many fitness dudes, this is where I pride myself on not being one of the gay ones, not coping. Fitness is the answer to everything. Oh, I'm jacked. I'm strong. Like, I'm going to beat your ass. That's the funniest thing. I love like, like I, I go out, I do not have a chip on my shoulders. Like, oh, you know, I'm 225, Jack. Like, no, I'm like, no. There's a dude here that's 150 that will kill me with his hands. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like I love to see it because to me, fitness is a means to an end. I like looking a certain way. I like feeling a certain way. I like it. But 
Yeah, it's yeah. not like ego where I'm like, oh, yes, like I'm right because I'm big. You know what I mean? My mm-hmm. favorite thing to see in the gym, and it bothers so many other guys, is when that dude that is squirrely looking and just small and he goes and he, he does something you cannot do. Like yeah. I've seen a guy, there's, I can't say his name. I wish I could to give him props. This dude, Ranger, he was just, oh, I could even go into more detail. Well, he, okay, I, I, in a certain year, he did best Ranger and did really well. So that's probably already given away too much info. But um, we're talking like built, like he looks, he looks like a, a little bit more fit version of like a Diaz brother, right? Like you can tell they work out, but yeah, like yeah. they don't look like an athlete. For, for yeah, it's. Kind of well, crazy how good they are at cardio with the way they look. Yeah, totally. That was this guy. 600-pound deadlift, 500-pound squat, 315-plus-pound bitch. God ran damn, like a nine-minute, five-mile, like all this stuff. And you just look at him, and it's just like, no matter how hard I try, like pound for pound between our frames, I will never be as good as you are. Like it's just some of these guys – it could be there's arguments, you know, muscle fiber density and the, your ratios and all that. Whatever it is, there just always is that guy. And I always love it when you see this big meathead, you know. He, he loads up, you know, five plates per side, a 500-pound deadlift and all that. And then you just get that small guy that outlifts him and they're crushed. I've always thought that's – because in every gym there's that dude. He's just <laughs> small. He will, he will just outlift you. I love to see it. And the, but the, the best, though, is the fights. You see a big guy, especially on the mats. You see it all the time. I know you've seen this. You get oh, body yeah. or whatever. He comes into the into the gym thinking he's oh he's gonna have it easy, big guy, and yep. then choked out in like ten seconds. I have yep. a face like if they learn right and they don't get mad about it. Some of them get mad, but if they learn right, it's that that humbling come to Jesus moment of like oh, none of that matters here. Like these are drillers. These are drillers and killers here, and I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, you can either do it or you can't, right? Like that's the in the so I guess the big question so far as like fitness goes is like what matters most. And for me the uh, the question like for me the answer has always been like performance. Um and I don't I absolutely do not in fact in fact, I actually support, you know, anyone who's like doing the beach muscle. Like, I know this pisses a lot of people off when you use this term, but like, I actually support young dudes doing like the beach muscle thing, you know, so long as they're like still trying to be like dudes, right? Like, um, perfecting skills and that kind of stuff on top of it. But I support the, the sort of, uh, uh, whatever the aspiration of being, you know, beach muscle dude, but it, it, it always has been a thing that's been, I'll tell you, okay, I'll tell you why. So there was, I was not a good wrestler. I never make the claim. I won region my senior year. Uh, I would have won anyway. I, one reason my senior year wrestling, I started wrestling as a freshman, never wrestled before. was not a good wrestler. I don't make, that's not a claim I make, you know. Um, but um, I was at a tournament and there was this kid 
who was the, uh, you know, he state placer, this kind of, kind of thing. And, uh, he was a short guy, very strong, looked like Sean Shirk. If you remember, I don't know if you're an old school MMA fan, but looked like Sean Shirk. And obviously I was like a taller, ganglier kid than him at that time. But we, <clears throat> anyway, we, in uh, the second round we started on, or I started on top, you know, he, he had choice and um, I went to ankle chop and br his arm broke. It wasn't, you know, wasn't like I was trying to break his arm and it wasn't like I did something that broke his arm. So it's like not a bragging point, but uh, like, here's this dude who has arms that are like the size of my legs, you know? Um, and his arm fucking broke when I hit him with like a, an elbow chop that I've hit on like a bazillion other people, you know, um, didn't make like a lot of sense at the time psychologically, right? Like here's this dude who's built, like, looks like some kind of iron God, but like short, right. But his arm just fucking snapped when I hit him with a thing that I've hit like limp noodle people with, you know, and there's a bazillion factors in there. I'm not like Chris, but he throughout the entire match never felt strong. He felt weak as fuck to be honest with you. Like the entire time it's like, wow, you are not strong. Like, you know what I mean? Well, I, I, anyway, I'm sorry. I, I am rambling at this point, but <laughs> Really, this is an example of a kid who looked like a bodybuilder and felt like super weak, and I have extrapolated that into lots of things. So, <laughs> and that's you know, it's funny. What everyone's like, what's the right training? Like, what, what, how should you be training? And I kind of ignored everyone. Like when I was a young private, and I was just like, whatever, I'm just going to do my thing. And it just it really boils down to like do whatever like in the gym i just lifted like a bro like beach body i've always done that but then outside the gym like yo i want to be good on the mats i want to be a good runner i want to be that and it's like it just comes down to like do whatever it is you want to be good at and like that's more important than like really really to a certain degree that's more important than trying to get really really good at like you know, I'm in the gym and I'm lifting this this McGregor fast method and blah blah blah. Like, okay, you're probably not McGregor. Not to say I've never even seen his program. But like, yeah, that might work, but it's like do what what it is and what makes sense for what you're going to do. Like, I always put a big emphasis on like more pull movements because it's like, okay, cool. Mm. When I'm grappling, what do I need? I need good grip. I need. I'm not going to be pushing you off me as much as I am going to be pulling you towards me, and I'm going to be grabbing you. So, okay, cool. Maybe focus on that a little more. I think it's really, it's common sense, but people really try to like make it into this exact science that it will never be because like we've literally like to come full circle, like what we've been talking about, your body to a degree, it's just kind of what it is. Sometimes the big guy is going to be good and he, he's the big guy. Sometimes it's the squirrely little guy. Sometimes Poindexter is going to kick your ass. No. Like, you have to, that's why I'm big on like, specificity what do you want to be good at what's your goals and then like okay then now we've got that established now what works for you for that specific specificity 
So it's like, it's always this huge debate and it's like, just go out and try stuff. Like, like see what works. Yeah. Like look at these dudes from Dagestan that are you oh, know, taking over the, you know, right. Um, like you look at somebody like, uh, Khabib or Islam or somebody like that. These are dudes that look like some guy you could make a mistake at a bar. You know what I mean? Like they, they don't look physically impressive, but if you, I mean, they are obviously physically impressive, but they don't look like they're physically impressive. Um, but you know, if you were to, you know, pick a fight with somebody like that, you're going to be, you're, it's going to be, you're going to have a bad day, a real bad day. I always say people with backs, it looks like they have muscles in their backs that normal people don't have. Like, like they're just built, but it's not like in this way that you'd be like, that's impressive, but it's just like their structure and everything. You're like, you look almost alien. Like what, what is that? Yeah, sure. I think it's the mentality though. Like I remember. Oh yeah, I agree. Like if you were out on a target and Al Qaeda was there and you heard a Chechen, everyone's buttholes puckered. They're like, okay, they have Chechens. So right there next to Dagestan, like, like we're like, if we don't handle this, we're in trouble because they will skin you alive. Like they're Chechens. And I think in that, that region of the world, they have this mentality that just makes them on top of their physicality that just makes them just scary. Like I, I, if I ever saw a dude and he's like, yeah, what's up? I'm from Dagestan. I'd be like, oh, can you be my friend? Like, like I, don't mess with you. I want to stay on your good side, man. Like 110 pounds. I don't care. I'll be like, yeah, there's a good chance you can kill me with your hands. So, uh, let's be friends. yeah, bro. I think there's a lot to, so my, um, yeah, I think there's a lot to that. My, um, high school wrestling coach, I'm still friends with. Um, he was, um, he's just, he's a good friend. I have nothing but very good things to say about him. Um, helped me after the war and all that too. But he, uh, (laughs) like he, um, I thought wrestling was gay and I was very frustrated by some things that happened my junior year and I was quite frustrated. Um, and so we worked out deal and then. I, I shouldn't say worked out deal, but he asked me to wrestle my senior year. I wasn't even going to wrestle because I was so frustrated. But uh, anyway, he his approach to uh, coaching was to just make kids tough. He he was like, "Fuck it, we we don't have the type of athletes that can compete." on the national scale because there's only 300 kids in the school. We don't have that kind of athlete. So we're just going to make these kids as tough as we can possibly make them. And he did that. And he, I, th- I think it was, um, uh, I think it was my senior year might've been my junior year, but ESPN had us ranked 13th in the nation for wrestling program. Yeah. 300 kids in the school. ESPN ranked us something like third because we beat the shit out of Temecula, California and uh, Cimarron in Las Vegas at one tournament. I mean, beat them bad. Like, I mean, kick the shit out of those schools. And it was just him 
being like, yeah, you guys are not good. You'll never be good athletes. All I can do is make you be strong and tough and mean. So like that was his move. Right. Um, which reminds me so much of like what's happening in MMA now, because you're seeing like some guys just like, yeah, yeah, you guys have turned this too much into a, you know, be cool and smart and technical and, uh, you know, skilled and all this. And then some guy comes in as a coach, you know, uh, Abdul and op or I, you know, apologies if I'm screwing that up, but, um, Khabib's dad comes in and is like, oh, I'll just make you tougher than all the rest of them, you know? You know Charles is getting submitted. Yeah. That was wild. That was Seriously. wild. That's still, like, that's where, and then they're like, yeah, Samba is the superior fighting style. But I think, yeah, like, Charles is technically perfect. Better. Yeah. Like, he's amazing. He's the best submission artist I have ever seen. Probably the best ever, yeah. And then he gets submitted by these guys in the mountains of Dagestan. Like, there's something. Yeah, and I think. Yeah, and then Islam. Sorry to cut you off, bro, but like, then Islam jumps in and is like, "I think some people need to turn in their black belts." Whew. Like to say that with fucking Charles Oliveira, who is like the G of all G's, right? Like that dude. He is. I mean, Damien uh maya for nostalgia but like charles was the best bjj guy ever in the ufc in my opinion and and you know these fucking bearded muslims were like fuck off bro you're a pussy <laughs> you know too it wasn't even close not even oh, close dude the second he went out there that was like islam was like yeah this is mine like you, you do not, you will not win. And then beats him in his own game. That was it. Wasn't a knockout or anything. It was a submission. And that to me was like the icing on the cake of, wow. All right, wow. We're now seeing something in the UFC that is special, and I think it's going to be special for a while. Yeah, same, dude. And that's what I'm saying is like, I wonder as like a dad because our listeners are all like dads, right? It's very famously boomer maga audience right um as a dad the the thing to like learn from the, or uh actually i don't i don't want to tell someone what to learn from that but um a thing to consider is that like this like basically what khabib and his dad did or what his dad did first and then him was like be John Wayne of MMA. Like really, like at least John Wayne is fake, but what he, but what he, his dad did was like John Wayne in real time, not fake. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's always why like people always ask like in the army all the time, they're like Rangers, why are you guys this good? Like why, why is it just, you're able to, to do this job when our training, I mean, we get a, we do get more specified training. You can argue the funding and all that, but like, sure. Even a guy gets kicked out and he goes to the regular army. They're like, why are you guys? And I think it's because every day is hell. And I don't think people have never been in understand like on Sunday when it starts to get evening time, you're like sweating, almost having a panic attack. Cause you're like, I have to go to work tomorrow. 
<laughs> like I'm not gonna have a good day. And they're like, oh no, like you get to do this, this, this. I'm like, no, that sounds fun. There's a way they will make that towards the worst day of my life. Like, oh, you're going to shoot house. It's like, okay, yeah, you're not considering holding a saw over my head for an hour because I didn't take my corner fast enough. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, but like it makes you and because you're getting softer. When I was getting out there, you're getting softer. And I'm like, yeah, you're, you're gonna lose our edge. Because our edge is that we're just like, you start to laugh at it. You're like, you're like, hey, like go do a thousand burpees, do this, do that. And you're just like, okay, <laughs> like, is this supposed to be punishment? And then you build that toughness. So there's, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm about to be a dad in like a month. It's something I think about too. It's like, what's that fine line of like, be a good dad. That my son has good memories, but also like, I, I know that suffering and sacrifice, just the shitty parts of life, that's what builds a good product. So it's like, how do, I, how do you mix in that, you know, the compassion? And yeah, yeah. But then also, how do I make sure you're not soft? That's Brother, I think about that with my kids every fucking day. Um, Your kids are going to be hard as nails. I hope Your so. Hard as nails. I hope so, bro. I think about that every day, though, because also I don't want to be a douchebag, right? Like, um, yeah, like, uh, Coach Sheriff was always, he helped me through some stuff, and I don't know. He, he was, I mean, there were, dude, I'm not lying when I say there were days where I was considering, like, trying to figure out how to crash my truck to get out of going to wrestling practice without being a pussy. Dude, I, there was times where I was like, my wife could just run over my foot and I can be out for the next couple of training. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that shit went through my fucking mind. Seriously, you're actually running through it. Like, oh, like, totally. You're like, okay, I'm serious. Like, how can I like break a bone? That's like, not going to like really fuck me up for a while. But, like, <laughs> I can get a break. Cause I, I got my wisdom teeth taken out. Then you don't take it out I, because I was, I knew I was going to get a two week break in the middle of the training. Season. Yeah, totally. And I was during MLAT, which if you like our MLAT, like anyone that knows that is like, it's a month reverse schedule, 20 hour days. And it's horrible. And I was like, and it was even over, but you don't get a recovery period really. And I was like, Oh, Oh, would you look at that? I got to get my wisdom. Right <laughs> <now."> <laughs> and then two weeks was great. I was playing Red Dead Redemption. I was being you on a video game. Oh, no, good lord. <laughs> but after those two weeks, I was like, oh, this is great. Day one back? Day one. Oh, uh, PT test. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was never a ranger, obviously, but. Uh, yeah, I can relate in that in that sense that uh, just pain from people who purport to love you anyway. Um, yeah, dude. So uh, in closing, because we got to be <laughs> we got to be uh, we got to actually uh, once this is done, we got to be like closer. I I would love to keep in touch with you. I have some oh, ideas that I'm working with, but because uh, I remember the first time I met you, you were going to run a training event. And I was like, hey, if you come to my neck of the woods, like still I would running like, out and do some stuff with you guys. So yeah. Still running those. Um still running those. That'd be that'd be cool. Cause you're 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 a cool guy. But uh um in closing here, uh, and won't be the last time, 
tell everyone where they can find you. At Bowtiedox on Twitter. I usually make a joke, like, don't even go to my Twitter. Just go to, like, my free newsletter because, like, if you go straight to my Twitter first, you're just going to ask me a ton of questions that I've answered a times. But <laughs> Twitter's the best way. At Bowtiedox. I'm there. At And he's, it's at Bowtiedox with no underscores or anything. It's at Bowtiedox. Yep. That is yeah. me. And no, he is a... I can't, he's a jacked mofo doing his, doing his thing as a ranger, young man, uh, instead of out like, uh, sort of slaying pussy and driving Bugattis, he's, uh, raising a family and doing cool shit. He's the man. Like, appreciate that. This is the, this is the guy you want to. If you if you're like a young kid who's a dork and looking for, you know, somebody to emulate, this is the dude for sure. He's doing good stuff. He's a good man. I appreciate that a lot, especially from you of all people, because you're one of those people that I'm like, damn, how can I be like Braxton? Oh he's fuck, this cowboy hat out there <laughs> with his Mustangs. And how do I like? How how can I be that cool? <laughs> it's uh you would be you'd be less cool and skinnier bro but you're welcome anytime i i mean i i mean that dead seriously and your wife and your new baby to come please that that neck of the woods up there that's well i'm gonna end up living up in montana like, there's no okay. doubt in the next 10 years i mean i live it's the best state in the, oh i can't get into, oh there's a funny story there but it's the best state in the union. So it is true. Yeah. Please go to Montana. Um, best state in the country. I agree. Totally. If not, Texas is the next best state. Okay. Then I would sure. say after that, Tennessee. Yeah. Te or Tennessee. Montana, Texas, then Tennessee. I would, I would die on that hill. Yeah. For sure. I agree 100%. Um, please go to those states. Uh, but yeah, bro, um, totally for real, not a bullshit. Anytime you and your family want to come out, be cool to have you out. I'm going to make you regret that. I'm going to uh, next. You won't. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. Whenever I get back from this latest uh, potential Hollywood excursion, um, <laughs> Don't forget to look, um, guys. Like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. It was great to have you, man. Um, oh, thank you for having you're the me. best. Uh, the guy you should follow if you're serious about like fitness stuff. This guy's doing cool, cool things and being honest in the way that people should be honest. This guy's great. Please go follow him at Bowtied Ox. Um, He's a ranger, which is pretty cool. And he's never, you know, no war crimes yet. Uh, <laughs> he's, do he's doing good things. So go we'll fall on. Appreciate it.